2: 77 WABC.
3: And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. On Saturday, I ran into State Comptroller Tom DiNapoli, and he walked up and he said, Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Folks, I'm I'm trying to get a laugh before we get to the uh serious matters uh at hand. And I I have to start by uh getting a pet peeve off my chest. So in Delaware, uh today President Biden came up with an idea, right? And so they call it a holiday. Holiday. A federal holiday on the gasoline tax, right? Now, this is the president of the United States. Right. In New York, we're looking at close to six dollars a gallon. So we're going under. All of us are going under together in terms of trying to keep gas in our cars. And what is the solution from the president of these United States? A federal holiday tax. That will cover 18 cents a gallon. Now, you do the math. Six dollars. Roughly a gallon and the president, if, if, if he actually does this, will save you 18 cents a gallon. Why bother? 18 cents. So what? Uh, what maybe what? 15 gallons to fill up up a car, Matt, I believe 15 gallons, give or take. So you will save what, uh, close to $3 or if you spend 70, I mean, give or take. Right Matt figure ten dollars i mean uh ten gallons at eighteen cents is a dollar eighty right, so the president's answer so it's two dollars and seventy cents with, on fifteen with, gallons <laughs> with the crisis that we're in uh would save us uh that type of money, so that that's my uh pet peeve of the morning. And so I, um, I walked in to receive uh, a bunch of letters that you folks sent me, and I, I always read every one of them and respond to every one of them. And I will only identify as uh, Patricia L. I'll just say her name is uh, L. Uh, first name is Patricia. She lives in Coney Island in Brooklyn. And her, her letter uh, caught my attention. Because she says here, and I'm quoting, so you do a huge service for people like me, connecting humanity uh, when bleakness seems our norm. Why can't I go out at dusk? It's way too dangerous here. Who lives like this? Only us, the prisoners, the actual inmates of Alvin Bragg and his cohorts. And that was just one paragraph out of a several page letter from Patricia L that stood out with me. And it shouldn't, it shouldn't be like that, Patricia. It really shouldn't. And we've got to change this. And here's how I think. I really believe that we can change this, but it requires drastic action. Where a politician stands on crime should decide for you and I whether or not they stay in office, whether or not they have your vote. If they're not strong law and order, finito, goodbye. Goodbye. And what should actually happen? I'm going to give you the answer right here. But this requires willpower to get it done. So if you really want to bring about change as it relates to crime and hear me out, there needs to be a Republican wave with this upcoming election, a Republican tsunami, if you will, with the election across the board, top to bottom, top to bottom, that will send a message to Democrats of you don't keep me safe. You don't get my vote. And then if Republicans don't get the job done in a few years, whenever reelection time is, then you go back to the Democratic Party en mass. But, folks, please, you have got to vote your interest. So the good news this morning before the bad, and we are taking your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. The good news before the bad, New Yorkers step up in time of need. We may be flaky sometimes. We may go to the other train, other side of the train sometimes. We may go to the other side of the subway platform. But nine times out of ten, When there is a situation that is trouble, New Yorkers step up, period. So what am I talking about in Midtown? I'm sure you've all heard what happened in terms of Good Samaritans racing to aid the victims after that taxi crashed into a New York City building, injuring six people. So the taxi barreled if you will into the Manhattan building. Six people injured, three critically. And a bunch of about 20 good Samaritans lifted the car off of two women pinned under it. They lifted they lifted this group a vehicle that weighs nearly 4500 pounds. This happened uh, at eleven eighty six Broadway, between West Twenty Ninth and uh, West Twenty Eighth Streets. That's the good news. Going to your telephone calls in just a second. Twenty one year old Darius Lee. Twenty one years old Darius Lee. He was Houston Baptist leading basketball scorer and rebounder this past season. And this young man was on track to graduate from college in December, months from now. In high school, he played for St. Raymond's, a a local uh, high school star. And his sister says, He decided to stay out. He decided to stay out one night, and this is what happens. I don't mean to be disrespectful to his family if the young man's family may be listening to the radio right now, but right now, 21-year-old Darius Lee is in the morgue, and you probably don't know his name. But this young man, by all accounts, was going to make something of himself. A college hoop star. He made it out. He made it out. Had a promising career. Snuffed out when he came home from school for the summer. And ended up senselessly gunned down in the mass shooting in Harlem early Monday. He was pronounced dead at Lincoln Hospital in the Bronx as his distraught mother was walking around back and forth trying to get help, begging for news of her son. The mother was told her son was at Lincoln Hospital, and when the family went there, they found out that he had terminated life, that life had ended for him. And this is how his former basketball coach describes him like a hometown hero. He's someone that
0: everyone would root for. Like, he's a hometown hero. I coach high school basketball for a long time. You, you run into certain kids that you say, yo, I would love for my son to to be like that. Beyond highlights, Darius was an incredible young man. Like, basketball doesn't really do him justice. Special kid.
3: Real special kid. A special kid that's gone. And here is how a witness described the shooting. Many in rapid succession. Around 40 or 50 shots in such a short span of time. There was a lot of screaming and running at the same time. In all directions. Some of them almost getting hit by cars. Almost getting hit by cars. Ducking the bullets. 40 to 50 bullets. No regard for life whatsoever. And let's call it for what it is. It's sad. It's another example of black on black crime. It's another example of black on black crime. Here's what the police commissioner had to say
1: the emboldened individuals responsible for this are exactly who our officers are battling every day to make our city safe,
3: to make the city safe, to make the city safe. We are taking your telephone calls on a number of topics this morning, but discussing the uh, Harlem shooting. And by the way, folks, um, to, to the, um, the one or two folks that uh, that have said, well, Dominic, you know, and, and I haven't heard this in a while, but Dominic, um, wh- why do you focus on crime so much? Well, here's why. Not just this incident in Harlem. It was a deadly weekend, Father's Day, by the way, across the country. I didn't say a deadly week. I said a deadly weekend. Multiple shootings Multiple slayings. Milwaukee. Oh. I've been there several times. It's rough there. Fourteen, fourteen, one, four separate shootings left three people dead and fifteen injured. That's according to uh police. The the uh three shot dead were all men under the age of twenty-five. Chicago, you already know what I'm going to tell you about Chicago. And we're about to start your telephone calls. In Chicago, 48. 48 people were shot, including an 11-year-old girl who took a bullet to her leg. That's just uh, Chicago. And it goes on and on and on. And I'm going to tell you the um The cities that are on pace we will deal with that later on pace to uh, have more shootings than they did uh, thus far last year and currently with this year. So the situation is a mess and it's easy to solve, but it requires willpower. If people in urban communities said enough is enough. And in this election cycle, voted for Republicans. It would scare the life out of Democrats. And I guarantee you that they would shape up. And even if you're one of those progressives that feel that law and order is not the answer, even if you're one of those progressives, right? Well, you need to vote against Democrats Because who do you think is dying in the streets? Who do you think are dying? It may not be you today, but tomorrow it may be you or someone that you know. So Biden, with his 18 cents holiday tax, which is being proposed, Uh, New Yorkers doing what they do in time of need with the taxi situation. And this young man, a basketball standout at Houston Baptist uh, basketball program, his coach is being described, uh, his college coach, coach, as devastated. 21 years old, it's over. He will never graduate from college now his life is over let's begin with al in yonkers this morning good morning al you're on talk radio 77 wabc uh
2: dominic thank you for taking my call i always enjoy listening to your program uh i just wanted to say you know in regards to the basketball standout who this weekend lost his life a terrible tragedy Uh, as you know this will continue because, uh, you know, the problem is so many young people out there have guns. And until the departments within the uh, cities throughout America in the Northeast, the police departments, until they implement the unit that used to oversee, uh, you know, watching people with uh, illegal guns.
3: Right. And stopping.
2: Yes. Until they implement that again. I think it's just going to continue. It's just too many people, young people who have guns, and it's it's just going to turn into more violence in the future.
3: Well, Al, I, I thank you for your call. And um, it's interesting because today the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, appeared on the, uh, the Cats uh, at Night television uh, radio program with our owner operator uh john katsimatidis we're going to let you hear a bit of what mayor adams had to say in just a moment but we're going to continue right now with your telephone calls let's go to billy in queens good morning billy you're on talk radio 77 wabc
0: how many topics are you covering at one time you've only been on the air 15 minutes this is this is great it's incredible how many topics
3: well, we have we have three I mean, right now, Billy. Three,
0: three, Well, let me tell you something. I had to listen to two hours before you came on. Two hours of one topic: transvestites in the schools, for two
3: freaking hours straight. Why are you on at midnight? I got to listen to her at freaking prime time. At well, prime time. Well, let, let let me be very clear uh, here, Billy. I thank you. I thank I thank you for your support, Billy. But let me be very clear. Rita Cosby is one of the best ever in this business and I can sit and listen to listen to Rita Cosby discuss one or a thousand topics, which she often does. And let me also be clear in this regard. No one works as hard on her show as Rita Cosby. So thank you for the compliment, but I am the biggest fan of Rita Cosby and she is an amazing journalist and talk show host and I enjoy listening to her each and every night. Thank you for the uh, telephone call. Let's go to Pete in New Hampshire. Good morning, Pete. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC.
2: Hi, Dominic. Thanks good morning. For taking my call. Thanks for taking my call, Dominic. Uh, love you. Love your show. Thank you. Uh, first thing is you talk about voting for Republicans, and that's all well and good. But the thing about that is I have a little bit of trepidation on that one. The thing of it is is people within New York, let's say New York City as an example, Mm -hmm. a prime example of what's going on. In fact, we could go on to Chicago, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Los Angeles. We could go on and on about that. The truth of the matter is people need to sit down before they go to the polls and need to close their eyes and sit down and think about not just voting with your conscience, but voting with your from your soul
3: I to agree. do the
2: right thing.
3: That, 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 well, well, no, Pete, but let, let me just say this, and I'm going to let you finish. I really do believe voting for Republicans in this upcoming election, uh, and this is something that I just thought about recently because I've been trying to figure out how can we bring about change. And if for no other reason, for shock value, it, let's say you're a lifelong Democrat, you can go back. If if the Republicans don't, let me be very clear, Pete, if, the, if you vote in Republicans and they don't get the job done on crime, then vote for in mass numbers for Democrats. But right now, the situation that we are in, it can no longer be status quo. Can you imagine, Pete? You, you, Pete, bear with me for a second. So, and I'm going to be brutally honest for you right now. Success, success sometimes for kids of color is, is, is much harder to achieve uh, than than in some other communities. And so you have this 21-year-old young man who has a gift from God to play basketball, and he's able to do it. And the one thing he did was come home for the summer and – it it always seems to happen that the stray bullets catch the best and the brightest and now this young man can you imagine going to lincoln hospital this morning and you had to or yesterday morning and you had to identify the pride and joy of your family this young man was going to graduate from college and hopefully hopefully turn around the cycle for the entire Family, and now he's gone. Pete, please continue.
2: Thank you, Dominic, and I. And I will as well. Uh, the first thing is you you need to look at. Uh, we'll get away from Republican versus Democrat for a, for a moment. Okay. Let's let's go to the real the real situation. And I'm going to say this, and I, I'll probably be chastised for this, but here's the thing. You have another mayor that's failing, and, and I'm not saying this. I, am not, I don't want to be called a racist or anything else because I'm not because I just was to a memorial service for a black family here in New Hampshire, and they were great friends of mine as well from Westchester, New York, by the way. And here's the thing, Dominic, and I want you to understand my view of this. You have a showboat for a mayor. He isn't any bit better or any worse than de Blasio. I but Dominic, my question to you tonight that to, this morning is to you is this. Why in the hell do people keep voting for the same kind of people? In other words, George Carlin said it right back in the seventies, Dominic. He does he never voted in his life. Because the reason why was Dominic? Because You vote for garbage in, you get garbage out. And this is what's going on in New York City, Dominic. And it's going on all around this country. Do you understand me?
3: I I hear you, Pete, and um, your assessment. The only thing where we differ a little bit is that, and believe me, if I thought Eric Adams was the uh, complete problem, I I would call him out in a second. But his hands are tied by Albany. He can only do but so much. Now, here's where I do criticize Adams. You need, you know, you're delivering a speech yesterday and so on. Thank you for for the call, Pete. You're delivering a speech and so on yesterday. Listen, you, you Mr. Mayor, you have an interest in the African-American community, right? That's a given. So, Mr. Mayor... Do something to keep them safe. I know that the communities of color do not want an aggressive NYPD, but would you rather have the community alive or dead? Now, some will say, some will say, um, "Well, you know, Dominic, uh, you know, uh, 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 violating our rights is not the answer." And you're right, that's not the answer. But right now, the criminals are violating your rights and taking your life. And and when you look at it, I believe with all my heart that police are there to help. Are there a few bad apples? Yes. Are there a few bad talk show hosts? Yes. Are there a few bad doctors? Yes. Are there a few bad firemen? Yes. But overall, when push comes to shove, and when you're in trouble... You call 911, and here comes the NYPD, ready to put their lives on the line. I see all the calls. We're going to get to them as soon as possible, folks. We're going to take a break. Dominic Carter here with You Talk Radio 77 WABC, and it is time for the 77 WABC clip of the day. Listen to the Cats Roundtable. And by the way, when we come back, we'll let you hear what the mayor said uh, to, to uh, Mr. Katsimatidis uh, today on his program. But listen to the Cats Roundtable with John Katsimatidis every Sunday morning, starting at eight, telling both sides of the story here. Mr. Katsimatidis talks with Kellyanne Conway about the truth.
0: The American people around the country say, who's telling me the truth? Well, what say you? Sean, it seems that Washington
4: wants Americans to believe what Washington says rather than what Americans say. They see these high gas prices. They see the supply chain disrupted. They see, they feel Putin in Ukraine and Iran salivating as a nuclear-capable country at our best friend in the region, Israel. They see infant formula missing from the shelf. And they see a president not up to the job, but more than that, sending out people from the podium in the press room, two in a row now, who just don't tell the truth.
1: W-A-B-C. I heard
0: you were looking for me. Hey,
1: Mr. Carter. Hello. Tell me where have you been. <laughs> you know. You ain't been asking
4: me. You been wondering what I know,
3: And we are back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Download the 77 WABC app. And coming up in about 15 minutes, Carter Cares, a segment where I focus on um, uh, certain issues that that catch my eye. And earlier today, uh, Cats at Night, uh, between 5 and 6 p.m. here on WABC Radio is must-listen to Radio East each and every day when you look at the newsmakers that appear on the program with our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis. And earlier today, Mayor Adams was one of the guests talking the issue of law, crime, law, and justice.
0: The, The entire criminal justice apparatus, that means our judges, prosecutors, state lawmakers, Uh, We have to unbottleneck the system uh, to make sure we can get these dangerous offenders off our streets. And that's going to determine if the people are going to have to make that determination uh, and lifting their voice to say this is what we need. Uh, The cops are doing their job removing over 3,000 guns off our street, prosecuting bad people, arresting bad people. We need to make sure the rest of the system is doing its job.
3: And so the mayor just basically said what I said when he said the people have to raise their voice. And my point to all of you, if you are a Democratic uh, voter, I'm talking about the general election, really uh, with the way things are going in New York City on a crime front, on a crime front, what do you have to lose in mixing it up? And in this one election, voting Republican. And I could care less whether a Republican candidate wins or a Democratic candidate. I'm simply making the point of stop taking us for granted. And right now, you're walking in because Democrats have done an effective job of making Republicans the boogeyman. And so you're walking into the voting booth, voting blindly Democratic, and you're being slaughtered in the streets. That just doesn't make sense to me. At all, folks, and that's why I became a registered Republican years ago, that and on the issue of taxes. You're not going to take me for granted and assume that I'm going to vote for you just because you show up and and throw a picnic in my honor. No. The same way you have to earn others' votes, you're going to have to earn others' support you're gonna to have to earn my support as well. Let's go back to the phones. Alona, uh in Westchester. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC.
4: Dominic, much respect to you, but I totally disagree about Eric Adams. Um you know, Giuliani never said that his hands were tied. And he took care of everything in the city. Okay, okay but you wait, know? Alona,
3: wait, 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 wait. We can agree to disagree. Mayor Giuliani was one of the greatest mayors ever for this city. But you do understand there, were, there are two, two different Albany's, from the Giuliani years and from what we have now. And, the the Juli, and the, here's why I say Mayor Adams' hands are, tired, are, are tied. Excuse me. No matter what he does, we have a criminal justice system that is a revolving door. So he could he could crack the whip and say, make a million arrests and a, and a million times they're going to be released. And so how how can we blame him when the, the laws are in place that are set by Albany?
4: Okay, so Dominic, tell me this. What's he doing? Okay, he's a laughing stock. What is he doing? Well, he's letting these uh people come in and read them books, not doctors, not lawyers. No, he's having these transvestite. That But he's able to do that, right? And then he's at the clubs at night. And what is he doing, telling people to call if you see a cop on the phone? You know what? I admire you, but I'll tell you something. He is a clown, a joke. He is not supporting his police. He is not. He doesn't care. He, he doesn't do anything for the police. He's not doing anything for New York City. And I think he's a total coward and a disgrace. That's my opinion.
3: Well, and, and you're entitled to your opinion, and I, I respect you and your opinion. The one thing I will concede to you, that uh, if I were in politics and and I were the mayor of New York, I would shut it down. These animals on the streets doing whatever they want to do, that day would be over. I I swear to you. The street crimes unit would be effective starting tomorrow. It would have, the street crimes unit, Unit, it, yeah, I'm going to be completely honest. As a politician, thank you for the call. You have to do what you have to do to get elected. Once Mr. Adams was elected, I would have had the street crimes unit ready to go in week number one. And they would have hit the streets in week Number one, and I would have pulled in all the black leaders from the city, and I would have said, either you want the carnage to continue, or we've got to get this under control. Now, which one would you rather have? Because as the mayor of New York, I am not going to permit all of this dirt bike that's done, effective immediately. Tell those clowns to get off of those bikes and go get a job. How about that? How about that? How about if you can't get a job, go pack groceries at at the, uh, at the supermarket. That's what I used to do as a teen in my early years to make a couple of dollars before I was uh, 16 and able to work. You go, I would go to a supermarket, 188th and Valentine, and they would let us come in and pack the bags for the seniors, the customers, and they give you a little tip and you make a couple of dollars. And so the, the mayor could, could take, but see, racial politics come into play. Black mayor, you, you can't be seen as clamping down because that goes against the Democratic Party. And that's why I say that voters need to say, okay, Mr. Adams and all the rest of you, you've got two choices. Either you do what we say as it relates to crime, or you're done. We're going to vote Republican. What, what do you have to lose by, by, by voting Republican? Let's go just for temporarily doesn't mean you're a Republican. It means I'm tired of you taking me as a joke. And then if the Republicans don't do what they're supposed to do, go back democratic. Jennifer, our friend, Jennifer in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. What's on your mind?
5: Hey, Dominic. It's always a pleasure to hear you. Um, I, I, Mayor Adams, I think, so far has been a great disappointment. And when I listen to you just now, you say what we've both said out loud many times. He cares more about himself, his political career, than doing what's right for the people he claims to care so much about, the very people that voted into office. And to me, it's a complete disgrace. You mentioned Chicago, 48, 48 shootings. I don't know how many died over the weekend. Okay. Um, that's in a two-day period. Um, The the young girl that got shot out there, the 15-year-old that was killed at the uh, Juneteenth uh, party down there in D.C., Mm -hmm. along with the cop, Mm -hmm. the cop that was injured, one or two cops and somebody else injured down there. Mm -hmm. Um, So you look at this beautiful young man that you're talking about uh, from Houston at Baptist College, and this wonderful shining star, and his light was extinguished by some common thug who could give a rat's you-know-what about anyone but himself. And this is disgraceful. And by the way, where's Benjamin Crump and and the other uh, self-promoters and race hustlers? Um, Nowhere to be seen, right, because there's no cash and no self-promotion. It's disgraceful. The whole thing is – and you know what it reminds me of the Democratic Party, the way they they take this black vote for granted, like you're saying – Look at what look at what they've done out in Portland, Oregon by uh, decriminalizing all drugs. Have you looked at the photographs and the videos of what it's like in the streets there now? They claim to care about these people. They they want to do what's right by the people. Do they really? Do they really take a look out there and you tell me who's doing right by who? And it's just the same sort of thing. They could care less who shoots who on the street unless there's a white person or a cop involved. Otherwise, have at it. I saw a video today. I don't know if you saw it, Dominic, out of Detroit at a gas station. Um, guy walks in, and he's just pulling out a gun as he's yes. walking in Some after this guy. And the guy is a baby. I mean, Right, the guy
3: baby. is holding a baby. Right.
5: Maybe, maybe three months old tops. Right. If that's going to make you sick, if that's not like the wild, wild west and who cares about? It? Who would care if she did get killed? The baby, nobody. Yeah. It, it, it just blows my mind. So I thank you for having the courage. I told you before to to, to speak what you know is true. And and I don't know. I just it, it really it's exhaust. It just it, it's exhausting. And I don't understand what people want. Are they going to wait till it happens to them or someone they love to wake up or speak up or vote differently? Well Jennifer, um, because- I,
3: I appreciate your call. I, I do have to Thank move you. on. Thank you so much as always, because we have a uh, a lot of callers and i did I did see that video, but the, the 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 videos are are coming at us so fast of of behavior that's just not accepted in society. but when there are low expectations, these things are tolerated. They are simply tolerated it it's it's as simple it's as simple as that and i I will say this directly as it relates to the um to the to the black community um hmm. my my first um thought is to say you're being had but I was trying to figure out a better way to uh, articulate that, but you in language that everyone can understand you're being had. And as long, listen, I don't care about Republicans. I don't care about Democrats. Whoever's in office. Good for them. I'm talking about what's in your best interest and you're, you're voting for Democrats right now and you're dying like dogs in the street and it may not hit you today, but it may come tomorrow Or the day after. And if it doesn't hit you, what about your little girl that you send to the store? Oh, you don't send your little girl to the store? Okay. What about your son? What about your 21-year-old son that was set to graduate from college in December and used the vehicle that he had, basketball, to leave the community, to go to another state and do well? And a hot summer night, and he's out hanging out, as kids do, and he catches a stray bullet. We are going to uh, take more of your telephone calls and our Carter Care segment. I will be right back.
2: W-A-B-C. Highlighting stories that hit close to home, from your borough to your dinner table,
3: this is Carter Care's. And Governor Hochul of New York State, you better be careful. It's an election year. She's facing criticism after bragging about the new state gun law restricting body vests. You can't make this up, folks. Which does not include the protective armor worn weeks ago by the teenager in Buffalo, at the Buffalo uh, Supermarket. And so, one of the laws signed in earlier this month by the governor uh, restricts sales of so-called body vests, right? But the law does nothing about bulletproof Kevlar and steel-plated uh, armor. And so, you, you just you, you can't make this up. But right now, I want to stay on the 21-year-old... In Harlem, the young man, one of several people that was shot. And the reason why it means uh, so much to me is because I remember uh, when I left the Throgs Neck houses uh, in the Bronx in 1982, and I swore. It's no disrespect to the people of the housing projects. There are a lot of good people that live in the projects. It's just bad management of NYCHA that runs the projects. And I swore I was never coming back uh, to the projects. And I've never come back to live and every summer for this exact reason with this young man caught a bullet, I, I was able to complete my four year studies in only three years. And it's not because I'm super smart or anything like that. It's because every summer I went to summer school in Cortland, New York, because I absolutely refused to come back to the projects in the Bronx and so I didn't come back, and thus far, you know, I'm 58 now, I've made it. This young man came back, came back for the summer, and he's sitting in the morgue right now. Mary in Brooklyn, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thank you so much for taking my call.
4: I've been, I've been hanging on so many times, You finally got hurt. So I, I would like to bring to your attention why uh, murder-killing is so rampant. Because in the United States, abortion is as legal as buying a bottle of milk, and in my opinion, abortion is murder. Now, fast forward, we have our grandparents in the hospital, 80 years or older, euthanasia, murder. Why not? So these people are raised that murder is a normal part of life.
3: Hmm. Well, I I I I hear you, Mary, and um. Thank you for the call. I'm glad you got through uh, this morning. There are so many factors at play here. And as Mary was speaking, what I'm thinking about is there have been one or two, most of you are overwhelmingly supportive. There's been one or two people that call up and say they're from Harlem. Oh, Dominic, all you do is, you know, you talk about black on black. Where you at now? The 21-year-old man is in the morgue. Where are you? I don't see you calling tonight. You're not calling to get through tonight. Granted, we may have a lot of calls, but call tonight with that nonsense and the fact that you're brainwashed and want to turn it on me. Where are you now, naysayers? 21-year-old young man, prime of his life, nothing but a promising future ahead of him, and he's in his community in Harlem. Black people. And what happened? So the one or two naysayers, we are you now? Oh, oh, Dominic, you know, you know, oh, you you never talk about white on white crime. There's more white on white crime than black on black crime. That's that's the response that I always get. Well, you know, folks, I I don't see any of the calls from Harlem. I don't see anybody saying, oh, why are you discussing the topic? And you know why they're not calling? Do you know why they're crickets? Because they don't know what they're talking about. And it's easy to blame somebody, me, that's telling you the truth. Because at the end of the day, the politicians are not going to tell you the truth. All they care about is your vote. I'm going to tell you the truth because I am you, and I love you. Make no mistake about it. I love my community. I love my people. But there are many, 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 many issues that must be resolved. And we can't continue to just ignore them like they're not happening. Let's go to Jay in Ohio. Good morning, Jay. What's on your mind?
0: Yeah, uh, good morning, Dominic. You know, it's a, you know, what you're really talking about is a problem of the youth, right? And the way to solve the problem of the youth, you have to go to where the youth are. Education, right? Faith-based, uh, you know, interventions through the community. That's the things that's missing in these kids' lives. They're coming from broken homes. Social, Social workers, you know, working with the families and also having um the police the police um community based organizations you know developing and establishing relationships in the community with the youth and with the people in the community that are positive that's what's missing if 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 you start working on that and you get the draw in from the community the buy in from the community and the youth and the youth have uh programs and they have you know, educational opportunities that are you know, and you know, that lead to like co ops and and um internships, those type of things, then you'll start seeing a turnaround and they'll you know, they'll they'll these kids they, they don't have they're out there doing what they're doing because they're involved with gangs and that's what's leading to the shootings, because there's inter robbery over the drug trade and the other, you know, Ill, you know, various activities that they're dealing with. They need other options. But like I said, it's got to be faith-based. It's got to be community-based, right? And the police have to be involved on a community level, working with the youth also through their uh, community organization where they have, like, the community centers. And the police um, on the beat have to be involved with the community also. They have to have, be, have make, you know, you know, be established with the community also, and then they'll start being a turnaround.
3: Well, Jay, I I, I, I I appreciate your call, and um, you know, I hope for all of our sake that that you're correct. Now, I don't know if there's going to be a will politi- politically to initiate the initiative that um that you uh, just uh, brought up. Let's go to Joseph, and coming up at um. At 1 a.m., Frank Marano, the other side of midnight, he's standing by. Let's go to Joseph in Parkchester. Good morning, Joseph.
0: Uh, Yeah, very briefly. I don't have a lot of time, and you don't either. (laughs) But I want to get to two things real quick. Number one, with the degeneracy that your kids are being brainwashed with in the public schools that you fund with your own property taxes, with the CRT, critical race theory, and homosexual propaganda, number one, with regard to where that comes
3: from, uh, a quick synopsis. You could find it in the culture. Of okay. What? What? No. 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 Folks, I. I don't. I. I'm tired. I. I don't need you to call up here, and 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 pitch something else. Uh, to another. Another. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna deal with that, folks. If you have something to say, say it. I don't need you to pitch. Something that you read, I don't know if it's legitimate. What you read, I God only knows what the, the website that that you're that you're promoting. So please, please don't don't do that anymore. Let's go to Sean in Brooklyn. Good morning, Sean. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC.
0: Dominic, I love you. You should run for office, please. I'll make my <laughs> point real quick. First of all, it doesn't matter. You can have Republican mayor, governor, president. It doesn't matter. This crime, is about hypocrisy and judges and the attorneys. Yes. The attorneys yes. who are right in the court. The legal aid society is office is right next to the judge's bench. They get all every criminal gets released today. It's a right. disgusting and this kid, this kid in the Bronx, are you kidding me? It's the absolute disgrace. And uh, I'm sorry to say, uh, Mrs. James, the attorney general, she's talking about the Bronx, uh, not the Bronx, the, uh, the Buffalo shooter. What about, let her, she doesn't make a comment about the
3: disgusting shooting last night with these thugs? It it it's seems like,
0: judges.
3: Sean, I, 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 and that's the point I was trying to make earlier, uh, Sean, to, to uh, another caller that, you know, you, you may not like Adams, but, and I will say again, to a large degree, his hands are tied. He can only implement what his police do. They are not the prosecutors. Once the arrest is made, it's turned over to the prosecutors. And you're right. Legal aid and, you know, everybody's a victim. And, you know, and we failed them. And, uh, and I've, I've said this, and I mean this. As somebody that grew up on welfare, oh, oh, the welfare grant is not big enough. How about this? We'll pay for two, two children, and after two, good luck with that. You're on your own. What's wrong with that? Why do we have a system where you can just have baby after baby after baby after baby after baby after baby after baby, after baby and the taxpayers are stuck with the bill? And what about the health care for the children? Who's paying for that? And who's paying for the baby formula if we can ever get it back into the supermarkets? And who's going to pay for all the food, the food stamps? I don't know if they call them food stamps anymore. Frank Marano, is that what they call them, food stamps? Well,
1: yeah, I mean sometimes it's uh, you know for there are different versions of food right, stamps. You right. have the SNAP
3: program, right, and you have right, uh, I think right. Wix. Right. You know, so right. but they're, the all, they're all
1: types of food stamps. Okay,
3: so so. so. Pull me back. I'll take a little breather here. And what are you focusing on this morning? Well,
1: we're going to bring uh, folks some analysis and uh, some highlights of the latest Republican debate for governor. This was a New York One debate, a network you're very familiar with, having uh, done a few debates there in your day. And uh, this is the penultimate debate. The final one is going to be tonight in Rochester on Newsmax TV. So, uh, people are going and voting already. Early voting started on Saturday. So, we'll find out what the listeners thought of the debate. We'll play you some highlights and uh, we'll get people's take on what, what, if these, these debates have any impact on the outcome at all. Then, uh, we are going to be looking at this, this artificial intelligence that was created by Google with Bill Burns, who's a veteran journalist that's covered a lot of this stuff. Uh, People wondering, is this the future? Uh, Is this the future? Are we going to have these private companies create these artificial intelligence robots that are self-aware? So we're going to get into that with him. We'll also talk about the 75th anniversary of the Roswell crash. And then in the 3 o'clock hour, the great-granddaughter of Buster Keaton, Keaton Talmadge, who's a voiceover actress in her own right. She's going to join us to talk a little bit about her great-grandfather's legacy and a few other things as well. So
3: another great show, which starts in three minutes. So I I want to uh, quote or read a a Twitter comment I just received. And I'm doing this because I want people to understand the pushback that comes from some in the black community. And it's from someone that I have respect for, wiser words too. And this is what I'm reading the tweet was that young man shot referring to the young man in Harlem because he was capitalized black question mark. That's my issue. Anytime anyone uses the phrase black on black crime crimes committed by white people on white people are never characterized as white on white crime. Why? So that's the pushback. So A strong, young black man that had nothing but great things ahead in his future. And I'm going to read one more time before I go back to the phone calls. Was that young man shot because he was black? Anyway, um, let me go to Jeff in Jersey City. Good morning, Jeff. You're talking to Frank Morano and Dominic Carter.
2: Good morning, Dominic. Listen, um, uh, the Buffalo thing, 10 10 people were murdered of color. Um, Since that happened, more than 10 people have been murdered on the streets in New York, um, brown and black people. Uh, Two years ago, there was a basketball player. I don't know if you remember this, Dominic, from St. John's. Two years ago, almost to this day, he was murdered the same way as this. You remember that basketball player, St. John's College basketball player? I don't remember. I don't. You don't. don't. No, well, I'm telling you, it's fast. Okay. I can get the document if you need it. Well, I only Um, got
3: 30 seconds left, so go ahead.
2: Well, the point is, there's no end in sight to this, man. It just keeps hoping uh, uh, over and over and over again. When when do you predict for me? When do you think the next one is going to happen like this? Maybe next week, maybe two weeks. Maybe five won't get killed in one
3: and, night. And Jeff, There's that no that, that is tonight. the sad that is the sad reality of the situation. Folks, you want to keep it right there. Frank Morano and the other side of Midnight. Frank is standing by excited and ready to go. He'll have a recap of the Republican debate for governor that occurred just a few hours ago. And I will be back again tomorrow. Hopefully there won't be a shooting between now and tomorrow. Have a good morning and love each other, folks.